and I wanted to turn to five persons and say, my breakthrough is here. Yeah, yeah, I can understand some of us are still writing. Yeah, sorry. But let's do it one more time. Turn to five persons and say, my breakthrough is here. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, I believe it. Yes, I receive it. My breakthrough, I receive it. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody who believes that your breakthrough is here and you are in agreement with the Elevation Priest of Praise this morning, will you put your hands together and celebrate Jesus this morning? Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Everyone joining us online, everyone in this room, can you lift your two hands to Jesus right now? If you are in agreement with that song, I don't know what area of life that you need a breakthrough, that you need something to slide through, that you need an opening, that you need a divine intervention. That's what we mean by breakthrough. When something that has been hindered now finds a, 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 a rite of passage. I don't know which area of life you need a rite of passage right now. I want you to lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and declare it in agreement of the Spirit with everyone in this house, everyone online, that my breakthrough is here in this area of life. My breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. Somebody, you need to say this morning in the presence of God, God wants to hear your voice. My breakthrough is here concerning that family matter. My breakthrough is here concerning that career matter. My, my breakthrough is here in the life of that child. My breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. Somebody declared this morning, declared this morning there's something about the faith uh, of God that it doesn't work except it is verbalized. Uh, uh, with mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And I don't want it to be an onlooker in this house this morning. I want you to participate in his divine presence. The presence of God is here. And I want you to declare my breakthrough is here. Everyone online, my breakthrough is here. I agree. I agree with the word of God. And my breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is here. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the power that is in your word. We thank you for the tangibility of your presence in this place. We honor you, our Father. Your word says, as we have said in your presence, so you will do unto us. So we declare one more time this morning that our breakthrough is here. And so we trust you, everlasting Father, to perfect the word that is already spoken in agreement with your word, your written word, and in agreement with your presence in this place. We thank you, everlasting Father. And Lord, we ask this morning that your spirit will move freely in the midst of your people we ask that you move in and out of every heart, touch every life, touch everyone online, whatever people are, join to this service. As we preach and teach your word this morning, let it come with power, simplicity, and accuracy. Let no one be the same again. Holy Spirit, we yield this time to you as a time of healing, of deliverance, of breakthroughs, of understanding, of revelation knowledge, and of, of, of divine transformation. We thank you, everlasting Father, and we ask that you touch every life today. Let Everything that will be done here bring you glory and honor in Jesus' precious name. Will somebody say a better amen. amen. A better amen from somebody this morning. Amen. I know I can't see your smile, but I know many people are smiling. And if you know that God is here for you this morning, I want you to put your hands together one more time. Let's celebrate Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. And for everyone joining us online, whatever you are, Joining this service, I wanted to put distractions away from you and get ready to be blessed by the Word of God. If you're just joining, uh, today is, quote-unquote, our survey Sunday. Uh, so we've yielded a bit of our service time to uh, conducting the survey that will help us position as a church to serve you better as we go into a new year. Uh, a lot has happened in our world in the last 18 months. We want to know. Uh, the people that we're pastoring. The Bible says we should always seek to know uh, the, 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 the situation with our flock. Uh, and that's why we, we do what we do. And we just want to know 
how to position to be a blessing. You know, it's one thing to just run a church. It's another thing to be uh, willing to want to shepherd people and uh, guide people and uh, uh, make resources available that will aid people evolving into the fullness of God's plans for their lives. And that's why we painstakingly put all this together and, you know, working with, with people who are professionals in this area for us to be able to know what are the prevailing circumstances with the people that we pass on. And we just seek your cooperation. At the end of this service, you are just joining us. We're going to put a QR code on again and the, and the, uh, the URL. So you, you can still pick it, fill it online, and uh, uh, send it to us the moment you're done. You know, just keep send and uh, we'll, we'll have it. We want to be able to you know, wrap this all up in the next week or so so we can know uh, what's going on. Like young people say, we want to know what's up with you. All right? <laughs> we just want to know what's up with you. So we can know uh, how to position and what we need to do differently. You know, Jesus talked about new wine and old wine skin and um, how both are not compatible. Uh, there's new thinking, new revelation knowledge that needs to be applied the right way, and that's why we do what we do. And I want to appreciate all of our pastors and staff members and leaders, uh, lay leaders who work with us to be able to serve you better. Can we appreciate all of our leaders for the great work that they do in this house? Let's get into the Word of God. Uh, I have a short time to preach this morning. We'll continue in the series that we have tagged The Abundance Blueprint. The Abundance Blueprint. Uh, over the weekend, I was meditating on the Word of God just outside of my message, and, uh, you know, I just, I've just come to appreciate Psalm 23 a lot more, and how I wish many more believers would take our time to get into the realm of Psalm 23. You know, there's a way you can read a psalm, and you can't put yourself into uh, the shoes of the, the writer of the psalm. And most of the psalms are songs, so the singer or the writer of the song, if I can put it that way, and Psalm 23 happens to be the Psalm of David. And, you know, how, what kind of meditation, how does a believer position in our walk with God to the point that you can know God for yourself and the Holy Spirit can inspire you to say certain things about God based on your personal revelation of God that can become a generic revelation that every believer will be able to identify with. When we talk about the abundance blueprint, one person that got it very well in the scripture are going to be David, the psalmist, the king and the warrior, the shepherd boy who became the king of Israel. And in Psalm 23, he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That came from experiential knowledge and revelation knowledge. If you have been where David had been, then you understand that there's a lot that God wants to do in you and in me, there's a lot that God has positioned us for, and it's until we actually open up for revelation knowledge, and that's why we're teaching the abundance blueprint this season. Uh, in many parts of the world, the things are down, you know, there's inflation and all that, there's scarcity of all sorts, but when you get the revelation of God as Jireh, as the God who is the God of provision, as El Shaddai, the one who is more than enough, the big-breasted one, the nourisher of the universe, the one who can meet each and every one of us at the very point of our need, then you will not allow fear to come into your heart. You will not allow fear to come into your heart. As we continue in this series this morning, uh, uh, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the subject of becoming a money magnet. Let's get down to the real deal. Uh, money answers all things. And uh, when money is available, there's a lot more you can do for yourself, you can do for your family, and you can do for the kingdom of God. Recognizing wealth-creating opportunities, or wealth-creation opportunities. You know, there's a point that one can be that you will not be able to see opportunities, opportunities will not be able to see you just because of your state of mind, whether spiritually, emotionally, or psychologically. There's another point that a believer can be, or anyone can be, that it's easy to spot opportunities. It's, you're not struggling to meet your needs. You're not struggling to be a blessing to other people that you should bless. That's what we're speaking to today. And in Psalm 23, that I started from when you read verse 5 and 6, David, out of Revelation, uh, uh, said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He said, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And it speaks to abundance. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And verse 6 says, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy. Part of goodness is, is to, to be able to have your needs met. Am I saying the truth this morning? Yeah. Part of goodness is that you're not, you know, scratching and scraping for your needs to be met. Say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. That means God's original intention is for certain things to follow us. One of such things should be opportunities. One of certain things to be well creating opportunities uh, should be uh, uh, that abundance will follow me and you. And you have to get it by revelation knowledge. Because that's the will of God for me. Until the will of God for me becomes my personal revelation, I cannot actualize that will of God. I will say it together. Yeah. I said, until the will of God for me becomes my personal revelation. I may not be able to actualize that will of God. I'll be struggling with it. I'll be struggling with it. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray after this manner, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means your will be done in my life, in my heart, as it is in heaven. When the will of God becomes my personal revelation, things happen like this. But when I'm struggling with the will of God, I'm in, a, I'm, 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 I'm in conflict, you know, some kind of destiny conflict where there's, there's all kinds of pulling and shoving, and then destiny slowed down. For somebody this season, I want you to believe that the will of God for you is that you live in abundance. You may not know how it's going to happen, but the most important thing is that you accept it first. And then God starts to open your eyes because you have accepted it as his, as his will. You can imagine what happened to David uh, while he went through all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Especially the, the, the one of Saul trying to hold him back from the fulfillment of his destiny as king after Samuel had anointed him. I, I don't want to change my message, but uh, <laughs> I just need to say the things I'm saying this morning. David, if not for personal revelation, a personal revelation of what God has spoken to him, could have given up the throne, the greatest opportunity of his life to lead Israel. Many people today chicken out so easily because of lack of personal revelation will leave some of the greatest opportunities for destiny fulfillment that God has prepared for us in the face of affliction because of lack of revelation. 
Because when you have a soul, a principal spirit, when you have an authority figure on your neck and saying this is not going to be, it's easy for you to pull back. It's easy for you to say, no, uh, uh, it, it's not that serious. Or I cannot come and kill myself, like we say in this part of the world. Or all those kind of things. And then you chicken out, you step back, you retreat, and you live short of God's will and God's purpose for your life. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. If you don't want to live like that, then you have to live a life of revelation. This morning, one revelation that you must accept, that you should accept, is that God made me to attract goodness. I'm supposed to be attracting goodness. So when part of attracting goodness is, supposed to be, is to be able to attract good money. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in being able to attract wealth, attract opportunities to create wealth. Genesis 1, when you read from verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, then God blessed them, talking about the, 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 the man and woman that he created, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the heart, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Apart from seeing this scripture, from the understanding that God made abundant provision for, for, for us as his creation, is also to see something that God commanded and then uh, um, orchestrated, if I can put it that way, which is be fruitful, multiply, replenish the heart, and subdue it. He commanded fruitfulness, and then he orchestrated fruitfulness. How do I mean? God told the first man and the first woman, I've created trees and all that. He said, trees that bear fruit, whose seed is in it? If I command you to be fruitful, then you must take a, a cue from other things that have been fruitful around you. Simply put, God looked at man and said, I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to, to, to attract goodness. I want you to create. I mean, to be able to uh, maximize opportunities. And how is that going to happen? It's going to happen based on the seed that you have. Based on the seed that you have. I want you to follow me very carefully this morning. I'm speaking to the subject of becoming a money magnet, being the kind of person that recognizes wealth-creating opportunities. And God said, I created trees. What is it about trees? They multiply easily. How? He said, I put fruit in, on them, and in the fruit, there's seed inside the fruit. So for them to be able to multiply, all they need is to be able to yield the seed that is in the fruit. When you approach a tree, what you see is fruit. You partake of the fruit, you are nourished, but the output of that is the seed that is in the fruit. And through that seed, the tree is perpetuated. I mean, it's, it's, it continues to exist. Am I saying the truth? I said, am I saying the truth? When people come around your life, they want to partake of certain fruit. And in the fruit is the seed that will multiply opportunities for you. 
Is somebody still with me this morning? I said, are you still here? That's why uh, Jesus said in John 12 and verse 2, tw- John 12 and verse 24, he said, most assuredly I say unto you, unless a kind of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it pro- produces much grain. What is the process of producing much grain or, or multiplying or becoming abundant in nature? It is to let go of my seed. Let go of my seed. What is the, way, the greatest way to create opportunities uh, for increase and for wealth is uh, that there's a seed in me. There's something in me that God wants me to yield. Psalm 126, let me lay another scripture on it. Psalm 126, when you read from verse 5 to 6, it says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping and bearing seed for sowing. Seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. Very important. Very important. God's original intention is that you and I will be able to locate what he has put inside us that will create opportunities for us and that will bring us into that life of abundance. So a seed is something you have that you can deploy to create and realize economic value for abundance. You know, there's a way Christianity has been postured that people's mind uh, have been trained to look for money directly by prophets, uh, by teachers who are teaching inaccurate gospel, by a kind of gospel that separates the believer from the, how do I put it, from the responsibility of creation. Where money can come to you directly. Money, according to God's divine ordination, is an exchange for value. So money flows in the direction of value. Anyone that chases money directly, inadvertently is a thief. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying this morning. The only set of people on earth who don't want to exchange any value for money are arm robbers. They come, show you their gun, and say, bring what you have. There's no value exchange. They just want what you have without any value exchange. There's a way we can also position the gospel or spiritual breakthrough that it looks like you don't have to add any value. Money will just come to you. Is anybody following me this morning? Yeah. And nothing can be further from the truth. That's not God's original intention. If that happens at all, it happens in a time of crisis. When God wants to intervene because you are in a crisis mode, that's not how God lifts people. When God wants to lift anyone, he does something. He opens your eyes to see the seed that you have, and then gives you an opportunity to see where to put your seed. Is somebody say with me this morning? So a seed is something you have that you can deploy to create and realize economic value for abundance. At the same time, space or where you put your seed 
Space is the opportunity to engage and deploy your seed in the way that it leads to increased productivity, harvest, and abundance. Am I preaching good this morning? Is somebody still in this house? <laughs> somebody listen to me and follow me carefully this morning. There's a, there's a breakthrough happening in this house today. And that is that some, somebody's mind will lash onto something that will open you up for revelation knowledge for the fullness of what God has in mind for you for this season. Yeah. You know, there's a way you can come to church and listen to a message, and all you are doing is looking up, up to God. So when somebody asks you on Monday, on Tuesday, or during the week, you say, how are you? You say, we're looking up to God. Meanwhile, sometimes God wants you to look around rather than just looking up. So when we're finished looking up, we're supposed to look around. When we're finished looking up, we're supposed to look within. The last mile of economic breakthrough is not about looking up. It starts with looking up, then we come down to look within and then look around. When I talk about looking up, I'm saying trusting God, then from looking up, we look within because there's something God has put in me that I've not fully explored. And then there are opportunities all around me that God wants me to look at. So this is not just about looking up, we need to look within and then look around. Say amen, somebody. Money flows in the direction of value. Your capacity to create value and scale it will determine what you attract. Every human being is like a living magnet. When revelation knowledge comes to you, it capacitates your magnet to attract more. What you have around you now is what your magnet can attract. Somebody sit with me this morning. Uh, and when we pray, when we look up to God, we're trusting him to increase the capacity of our magnet to attract more. And I'm speaking to how that happens today. How that happens. It happens as God starts to open your eyes to see the seed that you have not seen and to see the space, the opportunities where you are supposed to put your seed. Is somebody still here? So opportunities are bound everywhere. One of the lies of the devil, especially for those of us who live in the third world countries, is to tell us there are no opportunities around us. So many people are begging today because they think they're bereft of opportunities. Uh, because they think that they don't have opportunities to break through, opportunities to do something differently. When you read a book like The Fastest Billion, Stories Behind Africa's Economic Revolution by Charles Robotson, uh, which was forwarded by Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Wela. If you read that kind of book, you understand that the third world countries, and especially Africa, is still one of those places that have been classified as a region of fastest billion. Now, you can make billions all over the world, but the speed at which we make it is different from region to region. And we stay together. Why am I saying this? this I'm saying this to open somebody's mind to understand that even people who are not in Christ, just reading trends and all that, understand certain things 
that God has already told us, but we are struggling with to believe. Africa still has the fastest billion. Yeah, you can move anywhere you want to move in the world. You can, you know, you can jackpot, you can do all those things, but fastest billion here. You can decide to participate, you may not participate, you can go for slower billion, it's okay. But what I'm saying is that there are lots of opportunities here that people are not reckoning with. Lots of opportunities for wealth creation, even in the green areas of the world. I don't mean it in the literal sense, I mean it in a in metaphoric sense. The green areas of the world, where there are so many things that are still green, industries that are yet on top, or industries where we're still scratching the surface. And the devil is a master at creating, how do I put it now? A shield. Sometimes a shield is created based on insecurity. Sometimes a shield is created based on political instability. Sometimes a shield is created based on, you know, corruption that is rife and creating problems. And people keep moving away from the place of opportunity. And these things are real. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to wherever God wants you to be. I'm just saying that you can even be somewhere else and still be able to tap from the places where the billions are faster. <laughs> Somebody following me this morning. Yeah, very important. Let's look at something quickly and then I will, I will tie up my talk this morning. Um, There's something that is called the cash flow quadrant. I just want to open somebody up to the space where you may need to play in the cash flow quadrant from Robert Kiyosaki's book, Cash Flow Quadrant, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Do I have that on, on my slide, please? Can you look for it and put it up for me? The cash flow quadrant. Okay, looks like we don't have it. I'm wondering how that happened. Okay. Kiyosaki said, okay, you have it. Please put it up that all of us, or most of us, most of us, we start out from being employees as a primary place where we deliver value and we attract money. Some people will decide to be self-employed. That's the second quadrant. Not working for anybody, I want to work for myself. And some people will be business owners, while some people will make money primarily as investors. These are spaces that are available for you and I where we can put our seed and attract wealth, attract opportunities and become a money magnet. Wherever you are positioned right now to magnetize money from, one important thing is that people who do not maximize the quadrants in which they operate are often those who do not recognize or properly deploy their seed. Don't forget we're discussing seed as a primary way by which you and I attract uh, uh, money. So if you're an employee, depending on the level where you are, there are different kinds of employee. <laughs> you know, in a bank, for instance, there are, there, are, there are executive management, middle level management, senior management, depending on where you are. You need to maximize it because you see that it's faithful in little that more is added. But it doesn't stop you from being an employee and an investor. 
because you want to be a money magnet and you want to trust God for where to invest. Yeah. Some people say, I don't want to work for anybody. I want to be self-employed. The only danger with being self-employed is to stay there for too long. And I'll explain what I mean. Because every self-employed person must think of how to become a business owner. So if I'm an electrician, I'm a plumber, or I'm even a consultant pediatrician, and I work for myself, I don't work for any hospital. So they will have to call me all the time. I will have to show up to deliver my service. If I need to go and attend to my child, I can't make money. It's a case of you can't eat your cake and have it. Sometimes, to be an employee is better than to be self-employed. Because when you call in sick as an employee, they will still pay your salary at the end of the month. They're just sick. If you are sick as self-employed, you can't show up to do the work. So you make nothing. So many people are in that space. I'm selling, you know, wig. I'm selling this. I'm selling that. And you come to church and we pray. And you say, hey, big amen to it. Uh, that amen should give you a revelation that will make you transit or maximize. Transit or maximize. Transit or maximize. I will say together. If it's not doing that, your amen is zero. It doesn't work. Yeah. Whenever a prayer is said to you, is it that it helps you to maximize or to transit? Or to transition. Are, we, are, are you still with me today? Maximize or transition? Yeah, maximize or transition. And if you're not transitioning fully, then one leg there, one leg here. By revelation knowledge. I will say it together. Glory be to Jesus. Is somebody getting something out of this today? Everyone online, you've been blessed. If you have been blessed online, say a big amen. All right. So it's important that we have this at the back of our mind. The difference between a self-employed person and a business owner is what we call system, system, system. I was teaching this at the leadership conference in the course of the week. System. When you put, uh, uh, you start to put a system in place to get your job done without you being there, that's when you're a business owner. Self-employed is not a, uh, a bad place to be, but it's not a place to be forever. Except they pay you in billions or hundreds of millions so that you don't have to do more than two projects a year and you are good as a self-employed person. Yeah. If not, you need to think differently. Put the systems in place where other people can do what you are doing and you're paying them and whether you are there or not, your job can be done. Say amen, somebody. Amen. So where are you or where are you playing in this value creation quadrant. Where are you playing right now? Where are you playing? Is there a place that you need to maximize or a place that you need to transition? Or do you need to cross to another quadrant whilst you are still in the quadrant? Many people here listening to me today, you hand well as an employee. The only thing is that you have not maximized the investor quadrant. And for real goodness, in terms of real money to follow you, you need to do something differently there. You need to make money work for you. So if you go back there, employees work for people, self-employed work for themselves, business people have other people working for them, investors make their money work for them. In simple, plain language. That's how it is. Yeah. That's why I said, the worst place to be really is quadrant two. Because when you are, are working for yourself, you, you may not have 
you know, except you learn how to build a business out of it, you make other people work for you. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. As we go into 2022, you need to locate yourself. And as we pray this season, as we cross over into the new year, let all the prayers, revelation knowledge, blessings find you in a place where you are maximizing your space or you're transitioning in one way or the other. You can't afford to be stagnant when the blessing of God is flowing and the covenant is at work over your life. Glory be to Jesus. Two reasons why people do not attract money, and I will wrap it up today. One is lack of recognition or identification of their seed. Lack of recognition or identification of their seed. Whatever quadrant you find yourself, it's still about the seed that you have to put down. Lack of recognition or identification of their seed. We see this in 2 Kings chapter 4, when you read from verse 2 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 2 to 7. So the Bible says, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse number 2, so Elijah said to her, this is the woman, uh, the, the, the wife of a prophet who died and, and uh, was indebted and uh, um, uh, the, the creditors came to carry her children. And then she went to meet Elijah, the prophet, to, for help. It's like going to God. Elisha there stands for God, as a man of God, to help. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Woman, I know you are broke. Your husband is broke. They want to carry your two sons away. Your husband was hoeing, left you penniless and all that. What shall I do for you? Tell me. He said, what do you have in your house? When I said, when it comes to wealth creation, we don't only look up. We look within and we look around. Elisha has this woman for you to transition from almost zero or not enough, to more than enough, you need to look within. What do you have in your house? Say, tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. A lot of the time, many of us, you know, call what we have nothing, nothing, nothing. I don't know what to do, but I can do this, but what's that? People are breaking through in real estate, so what is it that I'll now say I am, uh, you know, I'm a surveyor, or I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm an accountant, or uh, uh, you know, I'm an engineer. When in this, uh, you know, these are the only two sectors where things are happening right now, and I'm not there. That's why I'm like this. No, no, no. All of us are like a, a bag of seed. You cannot be fruitful except you are seedful. Am I saying the truth this morning? Yeah. For you to be fruitful, you have to be seedful. You have to be full of seed. And you have to recognize that you carry seed. And don't underestimate your own seed and the potency of it for the hand of God to come upon it, for it to yield abundantly for you and turn you to a money magnet. That's what Elijah, Elijah was telling this woman. He said, your maidservant had nothing in the house. Then he said, go borrow vessels everywhere. From all of your neighbors, empty vessels do not gather just a few. The Bible says, uh, said to her, when you are coming, you shall shut the doors behind you and your sons and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full one. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel, so they all ceased. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. 
How do you move from nothing to more than enough? The template is in 2 Kings chapter 4. There's a template there. Don't underestimate what you have. Look within. Look at your seed. Can you hear me tell your neighbor today, say you carry seed. Say you're an embodiment of seeds. So you're a person of value. Praise God. I said praise God. You carry seed. In 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10, the Bible, uh, you know, Paul writing there said, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. And he was talking about God. God is the giver of seed. He supplies seed to the sower. And it's not just about seed of money. Money is just a type of seed. There's so many other seeds that you and I carry. And we must be bold enough this season to look within and see the seed that we carry and be willing to allow God to lead us to the places where we will sow those seeds. Uh, is the, the supplier of seed to the sower. If you're a sower, if you're positioned to sow your seed this season, God will, will, will blow your mind, literally speaking. He will blow your mind. So everyone has a seed. God never created a seedless human being. Not one, not one. The problem really is lack of imagination, inspiration, and insight that often prevents people from understanding the potency of the seed they carry. That's the problem, like the widow woman. It's lack of imagination, lack of inspiration, and the insight, the exposure that will make you see the potency of your seed. Can somebody pray this morning and say, Lord, open my eyes to see my seeds. Oh Lord, open my eyes to see new seeds. Now some of us have seen some seeds that we have. You have been creative. We have seen some things. But you see, this is the picture. Can, can you look at me, everyone? Everyone online, can you look at me? This is the picture. As a human being, fully loaded with seeds, you are like a person with many buttons. The one that's yielding to you now are based on the buttons that you have pressed. You press this one, it has a value proposition. You press this one, that's a value proposition. There are people here with multiple passions. There are people here with multiple exposures, multiple skills. It's the one you press per time that produce for you. What do you have in your house? What is within you? Nothing but a jar of oil. You know, if that woman was well exposed, after selling the oil and making some money, she would press another button. to so say, now that we have money, where else can we play? That's how God wants you and I to think. And then it makes our prayer more interesting. Many people are not seeing the hand of God because you are looking up too much. It's time to look within. Yeah. I will look up to the hills from where cometh my help. My help is from above. True looking within. If you won't clap for me, I'll clap for myself this morning. <laughs> because some people got me fixated with my help is from above. So I continue to look above. And people are hammering all around you. <laughs> I just continue to look above. Look within, somebody. Look within. Look within. There's a lot that the Holy Spirit is doing within you. The Bible says it is God that is at work within us. Where? Within us to will and to do of his good pleasure. So you look within. 
Look within. Look within. There are buttons that God wants you to press as we go into a new year. And you need to press it and make some things happen. God wants to activate certain things in our lives. Glory be to Jesus. So people who do not maximize the quadrant in which they, are, they, they, they operate are often those who do not recognize or properly deploy their seed. Truth is that the devil hates seeds. The devil hates seeds. Somebody, you, you, you need to write this down. As simple as it sounds, it's very profound. The devil hates seeds. Sometimes we think that the devil hates us. Not only us, he hates our seed as well. And he will do anything to make you hide your seed, to make your seed not make contact with the right place. It will do anything, anything at all, anything at all to make that happen. And you need to understand that God wants us to circumvent him. Examples of seed, I need to, to, to collapse this and close. Examples of seeds. Sometimes God is just demanding from us a seed of obedience, seeds of service, kindness, resourcefulness, our gifts, abilities, and the products that are locked up inside of us. Yeah. Products that are locked up inside of us. Sometimes seed is money. That's why you have to be a generous giver as well. But that's not the trust of this message, so, so that's not myopic. The church has spoken to seed only from the point of view of money for too long. Yeah. Money is just one of the seeds. That is E that scatters and yet increase. And they see that we told more than is necessary and tends to poverty. That's talking about money, giving, being generous towards God and towards man. It's your seed. Gratitude is also a seed. Yeah, gratitude can be a seed when you refuse to be, you know, to give God, <laughs> to be, you know, to, 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 to show gratitude to God and to man. Doors may be closed against you. So gratitude is also a seed. Psalms 7 and verse 5 to 6. Let the people praise you, Lord. The people praise you, O God. Then the heart will yield our increase and the Lord our God will bless us. Let me wrap this up today. The second and final reason why people don't attract or magnetize money is lack of recognition of space. Lack of recognition of space. Seed is useless on its own without space. At the same time, Space is also useless without seed. <laughs> it's when the seed lands in the right space that the actual value has been released and then you get something back in return. Are you still with me today? Yeah. So it's important that we reckon with that, that the wisdom to recognize space will re reveal how you can operate in more than one value quadrant. This is you know, a model for multiple streams of income, like I described earlier. The wisdom to recognize your space by time. You know, there's space in investing. There's space in, 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 you know, at the top of the ladder in your profession. There's space in multiple industries where you can deploy your seed. Different space. As we go into 2022, my God will order your steps to the right spaces. Anyone who has been stagnated in a particular space, my God is shifting you to a new space. You know, time will not permit me in Genesis 26. You go and read the old chapter when you get home. 
In verse 12 of Genesis 26, the Bible says, Isaac sowed in the land, in the land, in the space that God ordered his steps to. In verse 1, it says there was another famine that was different from the famine that happened in the days of Abraham, and Isaac was going to Egypt. And God said, no, don't go. Stay here in Gerar. This is your space, your space. Sometimes your space is a physical location. Some other times your space is an industry. Your space uh, can also be a platform. A platform. We live in a digital age. Many of us have seeds that are supposed to be on digital platform. We are putting them on physical platform. Yeah. And limiting the expression of the grace of God. What is supposed to be on Instagram should not be in the shop. Yeah. What is supposed to be on a virtual market space should not be in the, in, in the store on, on Admiralty Road. Yeah. Because many people, I mean, I pass there all the time, all over. You know, lucky one is like a, a hub for new businesses. The only thing is that the mortality rate is very high. Yeah. You see a new mall that they just built, and you see all the shops there. Before you know, you come back in 12 months, all of them have gone, another set have replaced them. Yeah. And everybody wants to come into that physical space as if that's the only platform of expression of our seed. We live in a digital age. There are many seeds that you carry right now. God just wants you to find a digital platform. The prophet told the widow, 2 Kings chapter 4, go borrow vessels. May my God open your eyes to the vessels you need to borrow this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, everyone that is borrowing the wrong vessel, my God will redirect your step. In the name of Jesus, your businesses will no longer die. Your seeds will not be planted on the wrong soil. In the name of the Lord Jesus. My time is up. I need to wrap this up. But as you can see, there's, there's so much in my heart concerning this. I'm going to continue from here some other time. But my prayer today is that God will start to shift somebody right from looking within and seeing the seeds that God has positioned inside of you to finding the right kind of space. The right kind of space. Let's close with that slide. Put that slide on, on examples of space. Yeah. I, I think that would be good before I just shut this down. Uh, yeah. This is not exhaustive, but this is just to, 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 to steer somebody's mind. All kinds of platforms. You know, what about social capital? Of partnership? Of mentoring? You know, and all those things that create space and opportunities for you. How are you maximizing the social capital around you? Within this church, for instance, as we're going to next year, we're going to start a, a, you know, a mentoring platform. And all the young people here, listen to me. If you want to fast track destiny, you need to maximize the social capital within the church. That's why the church exists. We only have Ananas and Sapphira who always want to take advantage of the social capital. Yeah. And you don't have to be Ananas and Sapphira. I, I, <laughs> uh, I wish I had more time today to deal with some Ananas and Sapphira issues. <laughs> but marketplaces, facilities and assets, there are people who need physical location. One of the greats that we have enjoyed as a church is that God has opened so many physical locations to us. God supplies. He, he, he opens the doors of places to us. And meets our need. And you can't be in a church like this that does not struggle to get space 
and then your business will be struggling for space. It has come to an end this season. Say it better, amen, somebody. Brands and referrals, new territories, franchises. The list is endless. Somebody listen to me right now. God, the the, the vessel you need to borrow is a franchise. You don't have to start that business from scratch. Look for a franchise. In that area, they are waiting for you. Yeah, bring a franchise into Africa. Bring it into West Africa. You know, just, just step into destiny. Stop giving excuses. Because it's time. Somebody say, say it's time. Say, this is my time. This is my season. Stand on your feet, everyone. Stand on your feet, everyone. Lift your two hands to Jesus today. And I want you to begin to pray. Say, Father, open my eyes for my, to my seed. Open my eyes. Help me to see my seed. Help me to see my seed. Every seed that is eluding me. Any seed that has been obscure. Uh, any seed, especially for this season of life. Whatever your age is, whatever your time or season is, there's a seed for every season. Uh, notwithstanding your age right now, notwithstanding your, you know, your academic pedigree or your, your, your number of years of experience, there's a seed for every season. There's a seed that you may not have seen before that God wants to open your eyes to see right now. Don't say nothing but a jar of heart. Somebody open your mouth this morning and say, Father, open my eyes to see my seed. Open my eyes to see my seed. In the name of Jesus, open my eyes, Father. Help my eyes to be open. Help me to press the right buttons from within this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, somebody open your mouth and pray right now. Open your mouth and pray right now. Open your mouth and pray right now. Open my, your mouth and pray right now. Space is useless without seed. Many people have different networks, opportunities, but you are not bringing forth your seed. You are not bringing forth your seed. Will you pray this season? Lord, open my eyes. Uh, to see my seed, my seed for that network, my seed for that connection. Somebody right here, you have access, 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 but there's no seed. You are not fronting your seed. No, you have access, access to somebody in power, access to big corporation, access. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see my seed. 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 Everyone online say the same prayer. Father, open my eyes to see my seed. Space is useless without a seed. Open my eyes to see my seed. Open my eyes to see my seed. This season, I want to be a money magnet. I want to be a magnet for opportunities. Want to be a magnet for opportunities. Open my eyes to see my seeds. And in the same vein, somebody's praying this morning, according to Psalm 18 and verse 19. He said, He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me before he did because he delighted in me. Will somebody pray this morning? In every place, uh, every situation of life where I have seed, but there's no space. No platform, no vessels. I want you to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, uh, it says, he brought me out into a spacious place. Uh, they, Isaac uh, described it as, as Rehoboth, the place of space. Say, Father, bring me to Rehoboth. Bring me to the right platform. Bring me to the right opportunities. Bring me to the right access with the seed that I have. Let my seed not die in my hand. Let my seed not die within me. Somebody pray today. Pray today. Pray today. 
Pray today. Isaiah 54, verse 1 says, Sing, O barren, you who have not break forth, uh, who have not brought forth, uh, break out into singing. He uh, said, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. He said, Do not spare. Lend in your cord and strengthen your stake. Somebody this morning received grace to lend in your cord uh, to stretch out, stretch out in business, stretch out in career. Uh, there's a new space that God has created for you that you will step into the new spaces, step into the new territories. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift your voice right now. Pray it out of your spirit. Pray it out of your spirit. Pray it out of your spirit. Our seeds will no longer die in our hands. Our seeds will no longer die in our hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus, ideas will no longer perish in your heart. Every idea that God has given you as you come to the end of this year, uh, you will find uh, platforms of expression. You will find opportunities, access, and networks in the name of Jesus that will bring your ideas to life. Ideas will no longer die in your heart and in your mind. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, everlasting Father. Wave your hands to Jesus, everyone. Wave your hands to Jesus, everyone. Everyone online, bless the name of the Lord. I'm going to just give one minute, one minute, one minute while you just bow down your heads and just allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you in this service. Because for somebody here right now, the Holy Spirit is going to be revealing seeds that you carry that you are not aware of. For somebody, it's just a divine direction of which space, which platform to step into to access this season. Just concentrate and focus on God right now. It's a journey that is starting and it's going to continue with you as we leave this service. The operations of the Holy Spirit just working within you, reconfiguring your mind, redirecting your mind and opening your eyes is the workings of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon this congregation. Breathe upon everyone online, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon everyone. Breathe upon everyone. Redirect. Instruct. Activate. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do that which only you can do in the life of your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor your presence in this place. We honor your presence in this place. In the precious name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask that you perfect what you have started. Cause our mind and our hearts to align and yield to your workings this season. Let anything that is dormant be activated. Let ideas that are dying come alive. Let new seeds be awakened. Let your sons and daughters be ushered into new spaces for the expressions of the seed that they carry.
turn everyone into a magnet for value and for opportunities. Thank you, everlasting Father. And we bless your name. In the precious name of Jesus. Sitting that's with the prayers, I want everyone to sit quietly as I say this last prayer. And everyone online, I want you to be attentive right now. Can you please bow down your heads with me, everyone in the room? I want to pray for anyone in this service who may be saying, Pastor, I'm, my relationship with God is not the way it's supposed to be. That's a wall of perdition that is separating me from God. I cannot really say that Christ is in me and, and I'm yielded to him. I want to give my life to Jesus. Somebody was saying, I said a prayer before, but sin separated me from God. And I've been groping in some kind of condemnation, guilt, and darkness. And I want to come out of that and submit my life to Jesus and start afresh with him from today. Whether you are online or you are in this room, I'd love to pray for you right now. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate my heart to Jesus. I want to come back to Christ. I want to come back into his family and come back into full fellowship with him. Whatever you are hearing the sound of my voice, Jesus is calling you right now. And your appropriate response is to say, Lord, my heart is open. Come in and redirect my destiny. If you are right in this room, can I ask that you lift your right hand above your head and let me say a prayer with you. And if you are online, I want you to go to the comment or chat room and let us know that you are making a decision to follow Jesus or to rededicate your life to him. Thank you for those hands. If you are, if you are right here, I want you to just lift your right hand above your head. I want to pray for you right where you are. Remain where you are, lift your right hand above your head, and let me say a prayer with you if you are right in this room. If your hand is up, can you stand by your chair where you are? Stand, just stand where you are. Stand with me, stand with me where you are. Just remain where you are, but stand, stand, stand. God wants to start something new in your life today, whether you're in front or you're at the back of the auditorium. If you want to be a part of this prayer, I request that you stand. Thank you for standing at the back there. Thank you for standing right here in front. Jesus will start something new in your life, and you will never be the same again. You'll never be the same again. Thank you, everlasting Father. Everyone online, get in the chat room, get in the comment, and let us know you're making a decision. Our officials are there, and they would love to say a prayer with you. Uh, they'll send you a link. Uh, I want you to click on that link and give us your details so that we can be a part of your spiritual development going forward. I want to say a prayer with everyone standing, everyone who is indicating on the online platform. I want to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner, and I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Today, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I reckon with your death, burial, and resurrection has been done on my behalf. You paid the price of the debt that I hold. And today, I open my heart to you completely to come into my life. Thank you for accepting me. Fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning from this moment forward. I fully dedicate my life to you and I ask that you take control and take charge of my life and destiny from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone standing, everyone online saying this prayer with me. I ask, Lord, that you quicken their heart by the supply of your spirit. Fill their heart with your spirit. Let your grace rest upon them or pull them that they may live their lives for you. And Lord, we ask that you yield to their plea today. Be a vital part of their life going forward. 
keep them from falling, that they may be able to stand for you the remaining days of their life. Thank you, everlasting Father, in Jesus' precious name. If you just said that prayer with me, our ministers are around you. I wanted to, uh, to please follow them. Uh, I need someone at the back to help me with somebody standing at the back. And then right here, please let's coordinate. Everyone online, please, uh, you see the link. Uh, and I want you to please follow that, that link and, and, and uh, uh, click on the link. And please give us your details. And we would love to be a part of your life going forward. We have some materials that we'd love to send to you and uh, be a part of your life and invite you to be a part of our faith development classes online that will also be a blessing to you. Praise God. Can we appreciate all the bold people making a decision for Jesus today? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, very quickly before I take my seat, I want to invite us uh, uh, to participate in giving to God before we bring the service to a close. Whatever you brought to church today to give to God, uh, we'd love for you to give. Uh, and uh, giving is our worship, and at the same time, a seed sowing. In the midst of the message, I mentioned that one of the seeds that God expects us to sow from time to time is a seed of, of resources, of money. And this is another time to do that. Uh, and I wanted to package your seed, uh, the uh, envelopes in the pocket of, of the seeds in front of you or behind you that you can use to give if you're given a check or cash. Uh, if you want to give electronically, the details are on the screen. If you're watching online also, uh, the details are on the screen for you to be able to give electronically. Uh, I want you to please follow us as we give to God today, knowing that uh, he's the giver of all good things, and he honors every seed, every offering, every tithe, and every time that we lay down our hard-earned money before him. He honors it, accepting it as our worship from our heart, but much more than that, turning it to seed that he will multiply to open doors and create space for us for the uh, expression of our destinies in Jesus' name. Let's pray over every seed. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give to you today. Lord, as people give online, offline, people in this room, people online, wherever people are now, and uh, as money leaves their account to you and to the furtherance of your kingdom, we ask, Father, that you accept it as their worship. And uh, Lord, we, ask, we also ask that you turn it to seeds coming from us to your kingdom. Uh, we know that your kingdom is the right place to, to, to sow because you are the multiplier of seed. Uh, and we ask, Father, that you multiply the seed sown and cause the heavens to open over everyone, uh, give opportunities that only you can give. And Lord, turn us to money magnets indeed and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. And everybody says a believing amen. All right, the ushers will move around to take uh, offerings from us and uh, I'm going to bring up our resident pastor to lead us in the rest of the service with some notices and, and announcements and also uh, if you join us in the course of the service whether online or offline and you have not participated in the survey this is our survey Sunday uh, the survey uh, the, the, the URL and the, uh, the QR code will be on the screen you can snap that right now and start to participate in the survey and finish it up even on your way home. And for everyone who has done that already, will be ready to pick up the, the, uh, the sheets of paper from you if you're using that. And also, if you are doing it online, if you're yet to finish, please finish right now so that you can submit before you leave the auditorium. God bless you, and have a great week. Please, let's make welcome Pastor David today. Hallelujah. If you were really blessed by God's word this morning, you want to put your hands together.
and celebrate God one more time. Amen. All right, um, if it's your first time here at the Elevation Church, I want to say a very big thank you for being a part of this morning's service. Would you just kindly wave your hand? It's my first time at the Elevation Church. Uh, please wave your hand if you're in the room. Help me appreciate all of our guests. Please help me appreciate every single guest in the house. Would you please kindly rise on your feet? You're a guest in the house. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much for being a part of our service this morning. We're excited to have you in the house. And we just want to bless God for you. This is the Elevation Church. Uh, we have just one assignment from God. It is to make greatness come on. We are so sure that greatness is resident on your inside. And we would like to just walk with you through this journey to greatness as you develop uh, this gift and use it to serve and bless humanity. Our lead pastors are Pastor Godman and Bola Akinlabi, and they would love to be your pastor. Should you uh, choose this to be your church, you can be sure we'll be very delighted to be your church family. We have quite a number of information we'd like to share with you, and we also have a, a gift pack that we put together specifically for you just to say thank you for being a part of this service. So if you don't mind, please just grab your belongings and follow our guest team to a reception area where we would love to engage further with you. Would you help me appreciate all of our guests? Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us today. For everyone online uh, who is worshiping with us for the first time, thank you so much for being a part of this service. I'm sure right about now, someone is already engaging with you. If you just indicate in the chat room that your first time, this is your first time uh, engaging an Elevation Church service, we would love to um, share more with you, get to know you one-on-one, -on -one, pray with you, and answer any questions that you may have. So kindly indicate in the chat box, and um, someone will engage with you immediately. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, our ushers are happy to um, retrieve the forms for those of us who have completed it. Like PG said earlier, if um, you came in uh, after we, we administered the questionnaire, you probably have gotten a hard copy. If not, um, the survey uh, link is on the screen, and we love that you, crap, you, you use that to complete the form. Uh, this is so important to us and for our planning for 2022. A uh, couple of notices as we bring the service to a close. Uh, first, uh, switch our midweek uh, event this week is going to be loaded. It's going to be powerful. We're going to be talking about the money master. Uh, and uh, it's, the focus is really um, uh, using, learning to use money as a tool with which we worship God rather than allowing money to be our master. How do you master money? How do you get money to serve you? How do you uh, use money as a tool? Uh, that you use to, to bless humanity and to honor God? And how, how do you deal with the tension, you know, um, between using money as a tool for worship and worshiping money? You don't want to miss this one. It's going to bless you tremendously as you continue this journey um, on the abundance blueprint. So you want to be a part of that 6.30 right here um, on Wednesday. If you're not going to be able to make it physically, please join us online on all of our platforms and Elevation NG. Um, we will be live 6.30 p.m. Now, very, very important announcement this morning. Uh, I know that quite a number of people joined us this year and are not familiar with the Exponential Conference. Exponential Conference um, holds uh, here at the Elevation Church every single year. And I'm happy to announce to you this morning that the Exponential Conference 2022 is loading. Would you help me appreciate God for that? It promises to be an explosive experience. Guys, please help me put the banner up on the screen. Now, so um, Exponential Conference um, is a leadership boot camp uh, set up by the Elevation Church to resource a different cater of leadership uh, of, of churches and ministries 
with the necessary tools and resources that will enable them lead successfully, lead God-honoring uh, ministries, socially relevant ministries uh, in, this, in this century. And we've been running that for a couple of years now. We started with a very modest crowd of around 500-ish, uh, just pastors and ministers a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe that was 20, 2017. And it has grown over the years. Last year, this year, sorry, exponential 2021, we had a total of over 14,000 people, people who watched online, people who were here, people at our viewing centers. And God has been empowering churches, blessing ministers, transforming ministries, doing amazing things in the body of Christ within Nigeria and outside Nigeria through uh, this vehicle, uh, the Exponential Conference. And so we're excited that God has trusted us with such an opportunity. And um, um, this year, we had to work around the constraints of COVID because we were really in a lockdown at the time. Uh, but 2022, things, uh, seeing that things have relaxed a bit, um, we're, we're going to have a hybrid conference where we'll have people, a lot more people in the house. We're going to have people engage online as well. And um, um, we, uh, the theme for this, year, this next year's conference is pioneering again. Pioneering again. Uh, and the whole idea is to equip and resource pastors and ministers to begin to think about how they're going to lead God-honoring, socially relevant, impactful ministry post-COVID. Uh, and we have a very rich lineup of speakers, Pastor Sam, uh, Pastor Yemi Davids, Pastor Kunle Shorinyon, Pastor Conway Edwards, uh, Pastor Jerry Aze, of course, Pastor Goldman, and Pastor Balakinlabi. And we have a host of others that we're engaging right about now. We'll confirm uh, them to you presently. Uh, if you are here, you're listening to me, and you're really concerned about the state of the church, and I know many of us are, uh, there are pastors that could do better. There are ministries that could fare better. There are, you, you know, there are people who are serving in ministries that if they had you know, a deeper understanding, a greater appreciation of how they should run ministry, a lot more people will be blessed. Uh, a lot more churches will fare well. A lot more ministries will do better. And that's what Exponential Conference is about. Uh, and so I'm coming to you this morning um, to ask that you partner with us in making Exponential 2022 a very successful conference. And how can you do that? First, um, are there pastors you know, uh, ministers you know, your friends, family members, neighbors, guys who work with you in your office, who you know should be a part of this conference. Um, I want to take advantage of the early bird discount that ends on the 30th of November to get them in. Um, you want to register for them, you want to pay for them, oh, fantastic. Or maybe you just want to, you just want to share the, spread the word, or you just want to drop their details so you can follow up with them. We have uh, an exponential booth outside on your way out whether there are people ready to capture the details of these people. If you want to register, God bless you. Register as many people as possible. 12,500 uh, per delegate. Some may say 12,500 is a lot of money. It's not a lot of money um, compared to actually what we invest. Um, what we spend on putting together an exponential conference costs us twice of that per person. So for every person, and this is everybody discount, the, 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 this, the uh, conference fee is 15,000 minus accommodation. For each person that pays 15,000 uh, we incur 30,000 as a church. Uh, so it's heavily subsidized by the Elevation Church. Uh, we, we just, this is not, it's not money making, it's impact making. So you know a pastor, a minister, someone who will be blessed tremendously, whose ministry will be transformed uh, by this, or maybe a, a former pastor, a minister in a church that you used to serve in once, and you know that things could be better there. This is your opportunity to sow great seeds into such a ministry by registering them for 12500 while the discount window opens. Um, we are, we're also looking for people who would help us sponsor or provide scholarship for pastors 
who can't afford it. There are ministries who uh, want to send people to part of this conference, but they can't afford 12500 Believe me, people come from different parts of Nigeria. Um, people even flying from all over the world. We have people from Liberia, from Canada, from Uganda, Kenya, uh, from, from America, from the UK, come for the conference. That is a standard um, 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 sort of mix of our crowd. But there are people who also come from regions of Nigeria uh, or from churches that don't have capacity. So what we typically do is we extend scholarships to them. And you are the ones that help us make that happen. So you want to just um, sponsor people. You may not know them, but you know that maybe, you know, there are people who will want to come that may not be able to afford. You can please also do that. Just engage with our team outside. Let us know how many pastors you're looking to sponsor. It costs 20000 per person for accommodation. If you want to do that, 10000 per person for feeding. Uh, so full sponsors full sponsorship as of today will be 32500 if you want to do accommodation, feeding, and tuition. If you're just going to do tuition, 12500 By end of November, it will jump to 15000 That's the standard fee. That's why I'm encouraging that we do that. For student pastors, if you are still in college, still in the university, it's 5000 naira. So you want to register student pastors, it's just 5000 naira for them to register and be a part of this experience. People are already registering. Where they have people from from outside Nigeria, Liberia, and, and different places for this conference. We're looking to have a bigger, more impactful conference this year. And I just want to encourage as many people as, uh, whose hearts are stirred at this time. So please go to the registration desk and be a part of that. Praise the Lord. If you're a minister here at the Elevation Church, you don't have to register for yourself. Um, you, you just need to make yourself available for the conference and um, you can attend for free. So ministers at the Elevation Church do not have to pay. Um, I, I, we look forward to your, your support and cooperation for another very, very successful conference. All right, finally, um, in order to deepen our experience and appreciation of the, the topic for this month, we have put together master classes um, that will um, speak to practical issues that will enable you to engage a lot better um, with your talents, your skills, lead your enterprise, and also explore and maximize the space in which you play, like PG said. So we have three master classes, how to build your business model canvas. Uh, and this is for aspiring entrepreneurs, zero to two years. It's happening Saturday, 20th of November at 10 a.m. And then there is how to build a resilient business model. Uh, this is for businesses between three to five years, uh, same time on Saturday. And then there is the expanding small businesses, how to expand your small business um, from, a, from being a, 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 um, self-employed, being a business person and stuff like that. That will happen 27th of November. I believe we have all of that on the screen already. Um, please take note of this date and plan to be a part of this. Have you been blessed this morning? Uh, you want to appreciate God one more time for such an amazing time in God's presence. All right, our exit protocols remain the same. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. And I hope you had an amazing time in service today. If it's your first time joining us at our online church of the Elevation Church, I want you to go to the comment section of any of the platform you are joining from. And right there, it is my first time. We want to fellowship with you. We are actually excited to have you join us today. And we want to reach out to you. We want to be a part of your story. So go to the chat room and let us know. Our officials will also paste some link in the chat room. Please click on the link and uh, fill it with necessary information so that we can give you a special gift from our lead pastor, uh, Pastor Godman Akilabi. We are going to be sending you that gift once you fill uh, that form. 
Thank you once again. God bless you for joining us today. And also, I would like to, like to let you know that we have small groups um, in different parts of the world with different interests. And if you want to be a part of a small community of the online church, I want you to please send us an email, onlinechurch at elevationng.org, or you can visit our website, onlinechurch.elevationng.org. You can click on connect with us and we would respond to you within 24 hours and be a part of any of our small groups. Once again, thank you for joining us. This is our season of abundance and I believe that you will experience the abundance of God as you go this week in the name of Jesus. We usually close our service from the book of Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 and it will be displayed on the screen. Um, let's go. Blessed am I, for I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit at the seat of the scornful. But my delight is in the word of the Lord, and in his word I meditate day and night. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I bring forth my fruit in my season. My leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever I do, prosper. Have a prosperous week in Jesus' name. God bless you.